Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I am Taylor Rowe. Today's episode was a questions from the listeners. I think it's questions that a lot of marketers and business owners, small businesses, even large you know, enterprises struggle with. So we did our best to answer them and also provide some other advice along the way. So hope you guys enjoy. So today, Taylor, we got a couple of questions from our audience that I wanted to just use it as a, I guess, Q&A session. Perfect. Give them the best answers that we can since, um, you know, these are, I think, really important questions for any marketing, you know, folks. So here we go. I think we'll just start with the first one and then we go That's one after another. Exactly. So this uh, is a business owner. I don't want to give any names or anything. It says, I have a limited budget. Should I spend it on social ads or Google ads? That's a great question. I know, right? It's like, what do you, you, what do you tell them? you start with that. What do you tell them? Uh, well, I mean, I could, what I do you tell them? So first of all, I think one of our episodes we're going to do is about paid, owned and shared and earned and all of those things. And I believe in a holistic marketing strategy. I never just say, you know, do one like promotional products and that's your marketing. I've seen a lot of companies do that or buy billboards and that's marketing or mm-hmm. do Google ads and that, oh, I only do SEO and that's the only marketing I do, or I only do email marketing. I like to do everything because you never know who you're missing out if you're not on a particular platform, right? As long as you have the bandwidth and the budget, you should be in multiple platforms because different people use different platforms. I mean, you might be hard to get a hold of me on email, but somebody else might be a lot more, you know, email and you're never going to get a hold of me on phone. Mm-hmm. anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's out of the question, but you can probably get me if you're advertising on Instagram. Mm. You know, so if this person is trying to figure out, you know, should I do Google Ads or Facebook Ads? I think the first step is to figure out, well, what are they trying to accomplish before they pick the platform? It's not a choice of platform and then my product. Right. It's tough without yeah, without more context than that right. to, to give a recommendation, but it is something that you know, business owners struggle with all the time and are constantly asking us, you know, it's tough, right? Because it's, do you want us to tell you what you want to hear or do you want to, you know, know the truth, right? And the truth is you can't, I don't think you can say, okay, well, I have, you know, one month to test this budget. Let me see what's better and then make a conclusive decision on that this platform was better than another platform or that digital marketing works or doesn't work or, you know, this platform works, this platform doesn't work. So whenever I hear that question, it's a lot of times I kind of pause for a second and want to take 10 steps back and say, okay, right. well, why are we doing this? Yeah. Why is the budget limited? What are you expecting to accomplish? Are you, what are you hoping to learn? Right. I, I think that's the main thing is when we say, okay, the budget's limited, say I only have $5,000. I want to see what I can get. Are you looking to drive traffic, drive emails? Are you looking to sell something? Are you looking to generate leads? Are you looking to become profitable? Are you looking to just test and analyze and understand the data of your audience? So it's really tough. So that would be the first thing is like, what is the budget and what are we trying to accomplish? What are we hoping to see with that budget? What happens if you don't reach that goal, right? If if it is a limited budget and say, hey, it's it's limited because we've never done this before and we just want to test the waters, that's a different story than saying, hey, the budget is only $10,000 for the whole year or even $30,000 for the whole year. If we don't make our money back, we're going to go out of business. Then that's, you know, we don't, we always go to the extreme. (laughs) Yeah. But, but that is a lot of times when people and companies are investing into marketing, if you're not investing into marketing, you know, 
early and often it it is almost like a, a hail mary at the end of the day. It's like okay, sales are down this quarter. So well, let's go mark down three right. you know three out of four quarters or three years out of four years or you know even longer. And let's go see what we can do in these last you know couple of months before our you know cash flow runs out. And we need to. That's like a startup, yeah, right? Like yeah. they're really they have to make it work. Yeah. So so I guess to because I, I, I want to make sure we answer this yeah. person's question and, and I don't think we have quite yet. So let's, I know we don't have a lot of details here, but let's look at some scenarios. So the question was about page channel specifically, right? Yeah, they don't want to search do versus social. Social ads. So I think regardless of the budget, I guess the budget, maybe in this scenario, the budget constraint means we can do both. Okay. Assuming we can do both. Then I think, like you said, let's look at our audience and where we can reach them the best. So it has, this has to do with your audience your industry and your offering, right? Because if you have a, for example, a very well-known audience, you know who your audience is, you have a known industry and people know you have competitors, you can identify that, you know, you do something very similar to what you do. People are aware of this problem. They're actively out there looking, they're actively searching. Google ads could be great for you. And probably the most, I guess the least risky when it comes to, you know, gambling, if you will, on a small budget, because you only pay for people who are actively searching for your product or service when they click on it. So it's it's guaranteed traffic. If you set it up right, it's guaranteed traffic for people that are interested in your product or service. And that's pretty much all you can ask for as a, a marketer, right? Especially dealing with a limited budget. Now, the only caveat to that would be if your industry is extremely competitive, that can become a very costly sure. click. And Google has no problem charging. charging your credit card really, really quickly. And if it's a click and you only have $1,000 a month and spend, you might not get enough volume of leads to turn into any revenue. So you have to do that math equation as well. And again, without any context, it's hard to answer. But so that's one scenario, right? The other scenario is how do I get in front of my audience for more, maybe more volume at a little bit cheaper cost, then social could be great for that. So if you're trying to generate more awareness, more traffic, awareness about your product, or your company, or really just your offering in general, if you're kind of breaking into a new product category and people aren't actively searching for it, then uh, social ads could be a, a great way. But you also have to kind of understand the point at which those visitors or the users are going to be in their decision-making process, right? Social is a more passive channel. It doesn't mean they're necessarily actively searching for your, your offering. So if they see your ad, it needs to be more of a top of the funnel offer, something to introduce them, bring them to your website convert them, but don't expect to see an immediate return on investment in most cases. Uh, again, if we're talking about someone who's limited on budget, they have to make some assumptions there. So I think back to this guy, he should do Google ads because I'm sure he's looking for an immediate return because he's wondering where should I put my money? Right. I think the only benefit on social is the lower cost per click. You know, if you wanted more bang for your buck, you're going to get that on social today. But ads, Google ads is probably yeah. way more higher intent traffic you know, yeah, direct to, response, and get I hate the lead. To say, because again, if people are listening and they're just listening for something <laughs> that they want to hear, they're looking for someone to tell them that, you know, there's a magic formula. The pieces that someone's going to pick out of this is that, hey, you need an immediate return on investment, go to Google Ads. And I'm not saying that there's not some truth to that. It's really the probably the only channel where you can, that you could see that. It doesn't mean that you're going to, it doesn't mean that that you should not only invest into that channel other over other channels because other ones aren't going to see you a return on investment. And it definitely doesn't mean that that channel alone is going to 
perform in the best possible way to get you your your return on your investment. So like you mentioned, there you typically you want to see a comprehensive strategy. You want to reach your audience wherever they might be at wherever stage in the the buyer's journey that they're in. So paid search just happens to be give you the ability to really target in on your audience at the very bottom of the funnel, uh-huh. which you might get some people to convert on that. But by skipping the rest of the process, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage against your competition. So. Right. Because they're always going to go to a company they recognize. They're going to say, well, I know this company. I'm going right. to click on their ad. And the higher the click-through rate, they end up paying a lower cost per click. There's a lot of variable to it. Right. So, but again, you have limited budgets. You can try everything anyway. Or I, I heard a quote the other day that was, marketing is asking a girl out on a date and branding is the reason she says yes. Mm. And so I think you think about that, right? <laughs> if someone, you know, you could say, hey, I have a Google ad and I'm running at the right time in front of the right person. I'm asking them to buy my product. Why aren't they buying my product at right. the same rate as this other brand? The other brand has a brand. They have a reputation. Right. They for whatever reason. That brand is the football player. Exactly. That, that <laughs> that, brand, that's uh, how you get that, yes. Yeah, they said yes. So <laughs> I, 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 there's some truth to that. And, and I think, again, if you just try to jump to that bottom of the funnel, say, hey, I'm, you know, I asked all these people to be my customers and nobody said yes. They, I they wonder were looking why. for my service. I said, hey, I can do it. Yeah. But you didn't take them along that journey like the other brand did, the other company did, your competitor did. Again, you're going to be at a disadvantage. You might get somebody to right. to go on the date with you. Someone might be crazy exactly. enough to say or yes, but somebody who's desperate. It's, exactly. it's the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's another one. Should I be creating long form or short form content? So I'll give you some context. This is an in-house marketer. This is not a, and they're creating content. Everybody says to create content. So yeah. you read blogs and just, oh, yeah, I'm going to just create content. And then everybody struggles to write past 500 words. Now they're like, what else do I write about? And yeah. they're, they're sending in this question. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because it's a bit counterintuitive to what we believe about quantity, the ways that people consume content, right? right. So you hear, I don't, you know, it's one of those things that they say, like they are the experts. I don't know who they are, but I, you hear it all the time. Like they say people's attention span is only 10 seconds or 20 seconds. So you need to create a bunch of clips and a bunch of you know short pieces of content. People aren't going to read this you know, long form blog post. They're not going to watch this thirty minute video or an hour video or a three hour training. You got to be you know quick to the point. A bunch of you know sound bites, and I think you see that work. But I also see the complete opposite side where people will sit down and watch you know an hour video or an hour podcast, or they will read a, a comprehensive guide or download an ebook that's you know fifty pages. I think the problem is when you're kind of towing the line between the two, right? So I think the more important thing, rather than ask yourself, do I need to create long form or, or short form? I think you need to look at the piece of content you're creating, who you're creating it for, and be very purposeful when you create that content in the terms of how is this going to be the most valuable? What's going to be the most, yeah, how is this going to be valuable for my audience? Which means what is the best way to explain this topic that I'm trying to explain? Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified? Or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone. All right, businesses go through this. 
when there is a lack of strategy sometimes, uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation, or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms, talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS and especially with this podcast is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. So when you're creating the content, if it's very short, if it's a yes or no question, somebody asks a very quick question and it, you can answer it in short form. Great. Short form. Right. If you're creating something that is supposed to be, as I mentioned earlier, a comprehensive guide on, you know, whatever that topic may be, then do a really good job of laying it all out, mapping it out before you create the content, looking at each of the subjects within the content and maybe they're breaking up some smaller chunks of, okay, what's going to be the best way to explain this? Maybe I need to make a video because it's more of a visual explanation, right? Or maybe I need to create an infographic because some of these topics are, are kind of hard to cover and text and you know it's going to be a little bit boring. And so I think in that case, a lot of the times, especially in you know B2B world, you're going to end up creating a lot of long form content. Because if you go in with the intent of, I'm going to thoroughly explain this topic. Sure. The reason you're creating content is because you believe your customer doesn't understand the topic. So how is it possible for you to do that in a short form, right? You're going to have to go over the top and kind of explain all of that. And the consumer, the, the audience is going to read which part they want to, you know, it's going to resonate with them. But I think, you know, even with Google, right, people say you got to write long form content because it gives you more content in Google. I think that's true. But at the same time, Google is getting smarter and smarter and always focusing on providing the best user experience. And so I think by default, that's going to be more long form content that can be broken down into smaller chunks and is well organized. I think you organize it in smaller chunks, but you have the thoroughness of a, a long form piece, if that makes sense. And I've been saying that to everyone as well. Mm -hmm. There's no point in creating 300, 500 word article if you're not a publication that's just spitting out <clears throat> Which news. Which was the old way to, to do it, right? It was like, you got to blog every day. So yeah. people were just creating content for the sake of creating content. But now every industry has, I don't, there, you could go Google the most obscure sort yeah. of idea and there's probably a million results in Google search engine. So there's so much content out there. Now you have to stand out. And like you said, I don't, I don't think there's really a purpose of creating a 200 word or 500 word post, unless it's a part of a, a larger series that can then be kind of strung together. Got it. So that's the answer for number two. We're going to try to do three per episode so we can keep it short and sweet. Okay, we got time for one more. The last one, actually, this goes right in well with the, the second question. It says, how do I get people to read my content? Yeah. Oh, well, I think go, that you goes go first. And well, I yeah, think yeah. I think that's exactly right. So you write all these pieces. You look at Google Analytics. There's no engagement. No one's seeing it. You know, I would say if you really had a, a nice email list, you should actually try to send them an email with two or three articles that mm -hmm. you've written, so you can promote them. Obviously, social media would be one thing. Again, I'm being honest right now. Eighty percent of your time should be spent on promoting the twenty percent of the content that you write. But everybody creates 80% time creating the content, yep. barely promoting it. And then you get these kind of questions. How do I get people to read my content? Yep. First of all, they, they'll get no organic results because there's not much depth to the content. And so, you know, you're getting a few clicks here and there. It's just really not what you thought you were going to get out of this piece of content. Yep. It's yeah. a struggle. Yeah. I think the problem is 
going through the motions, right? Is you you see people, you see, you know, Gary Vee and Russell Brunson, of course, and marketing guys, and you're like, okay, I'm just going to copy what they're doing, right? And you look at the wrong metrics. So you look at, well, Gary Vee posts five times a day to his social right. media. So I'm going to post five times a day to my social media. And you lose the followers that you have because now you're spamming them. Well, yeah, and you're, <laughs> you're not, you're missing the biggest point, which is the content. Right. If you just look at the content numbers, is the variable, the metrics, that's what Gary says. Yeah. And you look at the, you know, you look at the blog and you just do a word count and you're like, oh, the, you know, this blog has 500 words and mine has 700 words. So why doesn't mine outrank that one? Or this guy posts, you know, once a month and I post five times a day. So why don't I get more followers? The value is the content. So the content has to be helpful. It has to be valuable or none of it's going to work. So there's no real secret formula. There's sort of a blueprint you can follow. And I think it is important to look at those guys as the leaders and see, okay, what are they doing? How are they getting more people to read their content? Look at your competitors and see what they're doing, but look at the actual content itself. So it's just like we were talking about earlier for the second question is, you know, how long form versus short form, how do I get people to read it? Yes, you can follow this formula of, okay, create the content, create it in multiple formats, share it on multiple channels, promote it. In surface level, that will get you some more views. But what really take, helps that take off is engagement. And mm-hmm. you don't get the engagement without valuable content. So it does fall back to that of you can do all of these things, but you got to create value in the content. I would rather focus on quality over quantity and yep. create, you know, 10 pieces a year that get you know hundreds of thousands of views versus hundreds of thousands of pieces that get 10 views. And also, because you're intentional about creating the content, now you can run Google ads, long tail search ads. You can use that on Facebook to promote them. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge thing. Even just the posts that we create on social, people don't actually turn them into ads. Mm -hmm. If you're saying something that's a sales pitch of why somebody should do business with you in the form of a Facebook post, just don't post it. Only 100 people see them that are your followers, right? And only a small percentage of them ever saw it. Why not open that up to a million people Mm -hmm. that would see that sales pitch? If they're interested, they'll click on it and will now know about your brand. It's like building up that brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's tough because... You get both sides of it, right? You get some, you know, we struggle with this a little bit, even just between you and right. I, because you're always a, an action guy, right? Just move forward, get That's it right. done. And uh, I sometimes tend to like wait until things are perfect to get it done. So I think the, the answer is somewhere in between of be very purposeful and intentful when you're creating the content. There should be a reason you create the content. And if you're halfway through whatever you're creating and you start looking at your plan to promote the content and you can't find the right channel or you can't justify spending money to promote it, then you got to ask yourself, why did I create the content in the first place? Right. But at the same time, you can't do that forever. And, you know, analysis, not produce anything. paralysis yep. you know, by analysis. Right. And then you never produce anything. So I think that's the way to go about it, is that you should have a reason behind every piece of content. And if you believe that piece of content is valuable enough, then it should be worth you investing money to promote it or, you know, get people to share it on social platforms. But again, it, none of that's going to work the way that you want it to, unless it. you have that value behind it. So yeah, that would be, uh, be that, the answer. That answers the question of how do you get people to engage, my read content. your content, engage the content. Well, I guess read one thing you'd say about read. The question was specifically well, about How do read. I get people to read my content? Well, I yeah. guess it's like, so yeah, see my, you know, see my like stuff. A blog or something like that. I mean, that it's a, uh, maybe that was just the way they worded the question, but you should think about, is this the type of content people want to read? Because like you said, <laughs> you, when someone's trying to reach out to you, 
you know, phone might not work, email might yeah. not work, but something that's flashy and nice on Instagram might work. So you have to kind of look at how you're actually conveying that information as well so that it aligns with your audience. And don't just make assumptions about your audience too. You have to look at the data and what if your content is actually working well. And I would just make different variations and see what, I mean, you can, you can speculate all day, but make it into a text, make it an infographic, make it a video, make it, you know, series of pictures, whatever you need to do to be a podcast and just see what, what right. takes off the most. And even though it's just content, I think they still need to run ads against the content. Yeah, absolutely. Ads don't need to go to a landing page where they convert with a lead form. Again, everybody thinks that's the only way to run ads. And you and I always mm-hmm. talk about how do we promote just the content for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Just a content promotion, not necessarily one that, you know, you're trying to get people to click and then immediately convert them into leads. Yeah. Wrong. Well, we Again, talk about that. That's the yeah, brand part. We talk about that all the time. The idea of why one piece of content or one idea is only valuable if you're getting the traffic organically, right? It's like right. why, you know, this person is asking a question, how do I get more people to read my content? So we just talk about there's so much competition out there. You spend a couple of hours, maybe a couple of days, you know, on and off researching, thinking about then writing and editing, and then finally posting a a blog post that you believe is valuable to your audience. And then you just wait and you move on to the next piece. Like why not double down on that piece of content? And like you said, pay to promote it. I mean, you can, you can spend money on Google ads to drive traffic to that rather than wait six months or 12 months to wait for Google to start ranking that content, send traffic to it tomorrow and see how that, what's happening with that. And maybe you just learn something and make adjustments to that piece of content before you actually wait for it to rank. And like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be with the intent of creating a, a new lead or a new customer right away. It's the same way if someone was going to get to that traffic through organic right. search, yeah, you can have some sort of a CTA on that, or you can remarket to those people. But the whole idea is that you're creating valuable content for your audience. So if that was the intent in the first place, why, why not? not put a, a small budget on that piece of content and, and disperse it across? I'm saying channels. every content, yeah, every piece of content needs an advertising plan behind it yeah. or don't create it. Mm-hmm. That's like my, like, I have to let people know this. They're just creating content, going through it and knows it's like almost anti-ads. I will never spend any money. I'm hoping that somebody or I think you're not growing fast enough because you're not promoting enough. And what is marketing if there's no promotion? Yeah. Like just go basics. Like you're trying to promote something, then you're not promoting it. You're just putting things out there, hoping people will come pick up my flyers. Yeah. Nobody knows it's here. Yeah. So it's just so basic. But today, right. Today we have to do that through Facebook ads or Google ads or remarketing or, or content discovery network, whatever that might be, you have to promote everything you create or don't create it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, basics, right? Then you wouldn't be asking questions like, what should I do? Should I do this? <laughs> create the content, promote it and continue to promote it until you can figure out what's a good, you know, like you said, make them go through that entire journey. Everything should be thought out and you're advertising every step of the way. And then you'll see a bigger long-term effect on your business. Not so much sort of figuring out, well, how do I get more people to buy a table? Mm-hmm. When you're missing out on the whole entire experience of what people do, even when they decide that they need a table, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good way to wrap this up. Thank you again for, I guess, submitting questions. I want to keep that open. Like I, we, we love getting these questions. Love, uh, this is, this yeah, is, this is an exciting because, part yeah. of our job. Just like, yeah, we talked about with, um, you know, who, how do you create content for your audience? I mean, we can sit here and speculate all day about what we think our audience sure. uh, wants to know. 
But when we get those questions and it, you know, either validates that or makes us, you know, say, okay, wait a minute, we got to go you know, back to the beginning and talk about this topic. So we love the questions coming in and, and keep them coming. Yep, absolutely. And you know where to find us. Our website is oneims.com slash podcast. There's a way to leave your voice. You can, uh, your, your questions, there's even a way to leave voice question as well. So you can just speak it and we'll get them and we can incorporate that into our podcast. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We will see you next time. Growth Marketers is brought to you by One IMS, helping you reach new heights through integrated marketing. One world, one web, one IMS.